Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Army, Navy football, fourth quarter, Lincoln Financial Field. Jonathan Lowe is our producer. I love the fact that with the exception of the FCS playoffs and the Division Two and Division Three playoffs, the stage is open for the annual Army-Navy game. I, I love that tradition. It, it just gives a, uh, a sense of the importance of the academies. And, yeah, absolutely. And even though college football is a – is is a business industrial complex with your it is with your Alabamas and your Ohio States and your USC's and your Texas's and all those all those players. These conferences now have networks. Yeah, let that sink in. Yeah, the Big Ten network, the SEC network. I mean, they Subsidized have television by, by networks. Yeah, yes, yeah. and it, and it's. As much as it's a business, and I know that this is something that might drive some people nuts talking about the tradition and all of that, it is nice to see that the academies, because they lost their luster, they lost their their power of being uh, marquee football programs back in the, what, the, the late 60s was probably the last time that Navy was great, the mid-60s. And then Army. Yeah, Roger Staubach played right. for, for Navy, I believe. And then Army, it might have been the 50s. It might have been yeah, it, back to been the 40s. But but the fact that the game still has juice and they, I, I think they, they play in the Meadowlands and Lincoln Financial Field in, in Philadelphia. I know they've moved it around. I, I think at one point in time they were in Baltimore. Yep, they've they've if, played Baltimore. They, of course, the two stadiums are Annapolis and West Point, but they've played in Baltimore. They've played in Philadelphia. They've played in New York, uh, the, yeah. the metro area. I can't remember if they've played in D.C. or not. In actual, at, like at the the old RFK. Yeah, I, but, I know. I know they were at uh, the Ravens Stadium in in Baltimore. Yep, M&T Bank. They, yep. Yeah, so, but but they're at the link today, Navy leading Army at 10-7 in the fourth. Now, before we get into a little pro football chatter, by the way, Dane Mizutani joins us to talk wild hockey. They're making a trip down memory lane in the old Northwest Division, and so far it's not going well uh, for the Wild this week. We'll get into that. Uh, 
Vikes Lions, of course, a, a big topic. But we do want to get up to date on on some of those scores. FCS playoffs, um, and and I know you're keeping an eye on that. South Dakota State, North Dakota State, still alive, uh, certainly in those playoffs. And then I'll sneak in a little D two and D three. So why don't we start there, Jonathan? What's going on in FCS? So in FCS right now, we do have all of those games are final. We just had one today. That was South Dakota State and uh, and um, Holy Cross, and that finished up. South Dakota State was tied at 21 in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, but uh, Holy Cross had a chance to take, I believe they took uh, had a chance to take the lead with a field goal, missed the field goal early in the fourth, and from then on, from that point on, the rest of it was Jackrabbits. They scored 21 points in the quarter. They end up winning 41, I'm sorry, 42 to 21 uh, and get to the national semifinals. They will take on the Montana State Bobcats. Montana State absolutely destroyed William & Mary last night, 55-7 to yeah. out in Bozeman. That was a night game last night. The other game last night, we'll get to that in a second. Um, the first game of the night yesterday was at the Fargo Dome, the third seed in this tournament, North Dakota State. They pulled away. It was actually uh, scoreless close to the end of the first half, but the Bison get 10 points. Then they kind of basically run away from uh, Samford, who was the opponent last night. Samford gets uh, beaten 27-9, to so North Dakota State in yet another FCS semifinal yeah. and and the team that they're facing the home, if the home team would have won last night the Bison would have had to go on the road out to California but the the game between Incarnate Word and Sacramento State was absolutely um, there's no other way to say this redonkulous yeah. um, well they combined <laughs> for 129 66 to 63 yeah. was the final of this of this matchup uh incarnate word out of texas they uh play in the south they they were playing in the southland i don't know if they've changed over to the whack uh they there there have been so many conference changes at the mid and yeah. lower levels of division 1 it's hard to keep track but they were playing in the southland they had just come up a few years ago they were in division 2 so they're newer to division 1 um but they have made a statement Going to Sacramento State. Sacramento State was undefeated. They were the number two seed. Uh, this was, I believe, the, the farthest they have gotten in an NCAA tournament. And so they were having a surprise season. Incarnate Word has kind of come out of nowhere. But now it's going to be the Bison taking on UIW in the semifinals next week. All right. And quick update, D2. Uh, playoffs. Northern Sun teams uh, long gone. Uh, Ferris State beat West 4 to 38 17. In the third, Colorado Mines leading Shepard 37 to 3. Colorado Mines came out of that region that featured Minnesota State, Bemidji State, and Winona State. So Colorado Mines uh, looks like on a collision course with Ferris State for the D2 title. And then the D3 football playoffs today. It is a final. Number two, Mount Union. Holds off Wartburg 34-31. And in the fourth, North Central of Illinois hammering Mary Harden Baylor 35-14. So it will be North Central from Illinois taking on Mount Union of Ohio 
in uh, the stag bowl for all the marbles in D3. All right, let's get over to the NFL. Vikes, Lions, tomorrow high noon. A lot of hand-wringing in these parts about the fact that the Lions are slight favorites. Vikings opened as two-and-a-half-point favorites. At the moment, it's now one-and-a-half in favor of the Lions. And, you know, the old respect card and so on and so forth. In in reality, they're trying to even out the money. That That's that's what the odds are, are trying to do. But it does tell you something, that there, there's still a lot of people, particularly in the gambling public, then don't believe in the 10-2 and two Vikings. High noon tomorrow, uh, there has been some illness on both sides. Um, this, this is an interesting game because the Lions are playing better. And let's face the facts. Uh, the Lions could easily be 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five this season. They gave away that game at U.S. Bank Stadium. They had the Vikings beat early in the season. And Dan Campbell made some preposterous decisions in the fourth quarter uh, to to give that game away. Jonathan, I don't know how you see this one, but flip a coin. It is another flip a coin. The Vikings have two defeats. They were blown out by the Eagles and the Cowboys. Other than that, they have found a way to win 10 of 12, whether they deserve to or not. Yeah, and Henry Lake and I got into this last night uh, regarding this, and Lake is one of the folks that's looking at this and saying, how can you not respect a team that's won 10 games, is playing for a division title basically tomorrow, and is facing a team, even though it's on the road, facing a team that is under 500. And and it, it, everything with the metrics is saying maybe not the Vikings are fraudulent, but the Vikings are not as good as they are. As their they're not record. as good as their record. They're right. not. But they're, they're they're not as good as their record. But at the same time, you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, they they've got some something to them that gives them the the impetus to win these close games. I think it will be another close game, and I just think the 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 way that the line has moved because there were some. I was looking at a at a website that does basically give you a lot of the different sports books and how they they will uh, sure. put their odds up for for the average like you said the Vikings open basically on average for all of these different sites as two and a half point favorites for most of them they went to the Lions as Lions as two and a half point favorites a couple and in a in a very short period of time had four and a half but I think that might have been a glitch or something but but a lot of them had the lines at two and a half point favorites for a day or two, and to have that much of a swing, it was not just the fact that it went the favorite went from one team to the other. That's a five point spread. That's yeah. usually not the case unless there's some sort of injury situation or maybe a weather situation in the NFL. That's a lot of points to to change from one side one way or the other. If the Vikings went from nine to three as a favorite, that's a lot of points to be to be yes, leaking. Yes, it is. It, it really is. Yeah, and I I couldn't agree. And the the, the Vikings have have found a way to win ten. There's no question about it. But but to say that they're they're on par with the other elite teams in the NFL, I haven't seen it. I haven't watched every minute of every game, but I've watched a lot of them, and they have been. Very 
fortunate to this point. Meanwhile, you could argue the same thing about the Lions, that you know they're bad luck, bad fortune, some bad decisions along the way, that they're probably a better team than 5-7. and seven. I, I think this is very even, uh, and you can make the case that uh, the Lions keep their playoff hopes alive uh, with a victory tomorrow. But the, the Vikings, uh, they, have, they have found a way. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. One other one I want to bring up real quick before we break, bring in Dave Mizutani. Um, your Kansas City Chiefs in Denver, Patrick Mahomes, uh, one of the elite teams in the NFL, uh, got beat by the Bengals. I would think they would bounce back big at mile high. All I'm saying is Patrick Mahomes has never lost to the Denver Broncos. Um, I look to that continuing tomorrow, (laughs) and I look forward to that continuing tomorrow. Um, One thing, the Super Bowls, yes, they do have a Super Bowl. I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm over the moon about that. The best thing about this run under Mr. Mahomes is that they haven't lost to Denver. That is the best thing that I could hear regarding this whole run, this Patrick Mahomes era. And I hope and I believe that will continue. I hope that continues. Yeah, we, we talk about NFC North rivalries, but, man, those AFC West rivalries, that's good stuff as well. All right, 520, quick break. We'll come back. Wild Hockey, Dane Mizutani from the Pioneer Press, good enough to join us. Timberwolves later. Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves are in Portland tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll get a preview with Cal here in about uh, 20 minutes or so. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. A trip down memory lane for the wild through the Northwest Division or the old Northwest Division. Stops in Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver on the trip. And so far, not so good for the wild. Dane Musitani covers the club for the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com. And uh, Dane joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hey, Dane, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. How are you, Steve? Yeah, good. I enjoy your chats with Henry Lake on the Lake Show here on yep. News Talk, A3OWCCO. Uh, H is a good man. Uh, Dane, it, it is a trip down memory lane. Uh, this, this was commonplace. Uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver on a trip, and here we go again. And So far, the, the, the Wild have struggled a bit. Yeah, not not the best road trip so far. And if you can think back to last Sunday, um, thank God the, or the Wild were able to kind of pull out that game against the Dallas Stars in overtime because that was kind of when the shaky play started. The, the Wild were up 5-1 in that game last Sunday when the Vikings were playing. And so it might have flown under the radar a little bit. Um, surrendered that four-goal lead, went to overtime, and, and managed to pull it out in a shootout. Um, but since then, the things that kind of plagued them in that game have have, have kind of continued to take over. Um, lost to the Calgary Flames, they go up and then they immediately surrender goals. You know, that's been a problem this year, not being able to kind of put the foot on the gas pedal and, and continue to drive. Um, and then last night against the Edmonton Oilers, just not not very competitive from the jump. Um, never led, managed to tie it two two, but things got away from them down the stretch and. You know, Dean Evison talked about it after the game. Um, they, they fired a bunch of shots on net, but too many perimeter shots made it really easy on the goaltender. Um, that's been another common theme this year, too. Um, just not getting enough bodies to the front, not kind of committing to, to making it hard on the other team. And um, the up-and-down play continues. Yeah, and the roller coaster ride, whatever, and it, it goes and fits and starts. Mm-hmm. It, it it seems like they they get in this mode where it's, Okay, we're we're back in the mode where we're going to try and outscore clubs, and then they get back to basics, protect the goaltender, and uh, play more disciplined hockey. And they they seem to right the ship. And easier said than done, but you know, may, maybe maybe trying to run and gun with the Edmonton Oilers isn't a particularly good strategy. No, it's not a good strategy against the Edmonton Oilers, but it's also not a good strategy against anyone for the Wild. Yeah, um, for sure. they have. Kirill Kaprizov, so I think people just kind of assume like they're a super skilled bunch who can just kind of outskill teams on any given night. Uh, they, they can't. They have to play gritty. There's their their skill, as Dean Everson will kind of say over and over again. A lot of their skill comes from their grit. So once they play and commit to that hard game, um, you'll see breakaways the other way. You'll see them kind of working it below the circles and, and kind of taking advantage and, and scoring goals that way. Um, but if you want to get into a run and gun game. The Wild aren't good enough to, to keep up with some of these teams um, as far as that skill factor goes. So they need to tighten up in their defensive zone. And, and, and when they do that, you see them have success. Um, so it's kind of, I think, the coaching staff and certainly the fans are kind of pulling their hair out wondering, well, why don't they continue to commit to that? Um, you saw the four-game winning streak. Um, aside from a shaky end to it, 
with, with the Dallas win last Sunday, um, they were committed to their own zone and they were scoring goals the other way because of that. Um, and now on this little blip in the radar with losses to the Flames and now the Oilers heading into the game against the Canucks tonight, um, you know, they've just gotten back to let's try and outscore teams. So I would expect a, a, a commitment to their own zone tonight. I'm kind of finishing out this road trip. Um, but yeah, they're, they're certainly set up to be something that could have served as like a launching pad for the wild this season. Uh, it's kind of been anything, but it's turned back into, like you said, just the roller coasters, the ups and downs um, that's kind of defined this season so far. Yeah, and deep enough in the season, you can start to draw some conclusions that they are going to need to grind it out. Now, mm-hmm. the good news, after Vancouver tonight, they get Edmonton. They've had a ton of success in St. Paul with the Oilers. Uh, and then you get Detroit and Chicago. I mean, there's a chance between now and Christmas that they're going to get some clubs where they can get some points and get some momentum. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they've had success, like you said, against the Oilers at home. That Red Wings team is, is much improved than they've been. Um, but, you know, that's a game that at home you should win. And then Chicago is a disaster. Um, pretty clearly trying to tank for that number one pick at this point. Um, and then I think they go out to the West Coast and they play the Ducks and then the, the Sharks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, there's certainly opportunity here. Um, it sets up nicely on paper. You know, if you take care of business tonight against the Canucks, you get three straight at home and then a couple easy road games, easy in, in quotation marks. Yeah, it sets up to, to win some games and bank some points before Christmas. But, you know, the Wild have not proven that night in, night out, you can just assume they're going to beat a, a team that on paper is worse than them. So they've been riding this roller coaster all year. Um, yes, I think they'd certainly like to bank points before Christmas, um, but it's by no means a, a guarantee. Um, but I think that is something that, that Coach Gene Evison and, and General Manager Bill Garrett will be stressing to the team. Like, it's time to go. Um, you know, we've kind of put ourselves in this position. We need to create some separation here. Yeah, and Dane, it, it's not a club because that is, is going to have a lot of options uh, come trade deadline. I know that that's a long way in the future, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, are they going to have a lot of options to improve the club to, to make that push and ultimately get into the playoffs? I, I, I just feel like, and, and you alluded to it, that, you know, they're, they're just going to have to, you know, grind and hopefully sneak in there because, you know, there, there's, there's still that huge salary cap issue. And I don't think fans should lose sight of that, that, you know, they're, they're still in cap hell, Parisian suitor contracts that that's a reality for this team yeah the flexibility like you said it's it's not vast it's not like they can just go sign a top tier player this off season or trade for a top tier player and extend them um because all that stuff right. costs money and, and like you said it's about 12 million dollars in dead cap between the two of those guys uh good news is the cap's going to go up at some point that should help the wild alleviate some of that pressure Bad news, I guess not bad news, but with that comes with, you know, contract extensions. Matt Boldy's going to need a contract. The guys like that, uh, Kuro Kaprizov, you're going to have to pay him again. Matt, uh, Matt Zuccarello, he's in the final year of his contract. So it's not like when the cap goes up, you're just going to have a bunch of money to spend. Um, you're going to have to spend it internally. Um, I do think Bill Guerin has at least made some phone calls, fielded some phone calls. Um, I, I know he, he said three weeks ago when he traded for Ryan Reeves, like 
he's still looking at scoring. He, you know, he didn't say necessarily I'm, I'm trying to trade for a top six center. Um, but he hinted at it by basically saying, I'm always looking. I'd like this group to figure it out on their own. I'd like them to kind of take the onus on themselves and, and be able to kind of score goals and, and, and prove to me that I don't have to make a deal. Um, but you know, Bill Guerin, like he's always searching and he's not afraid, sir, and, you know, by any means to, to shake it up and, and, and make a move. Um, but with that, like you said, comes uh, how much flexibility do they actually have? Um, they have picks and they have prospects and the ability to kind of make a trade if they have to. Um, it just has to fit under some really, really tight salary cap constraints. So uh, the Wild and uh, the Canucks tonight, a late start, 9 o'clock out in Vancouver. They return home, and as we mentioned, uh, they they get uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, here. They'll have Detroit, Chicago, and Ottawa on this four-game homestand beginning Monday night in St. Paul. And, uh, Dane, I, I know you spend time in that Viking beat as well, Viking mm-hmm. Lions tomorrow. Quick thought on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a much closer game than, than we would have thought a month ago when, when Detroit was kind of sitting, staring down one and six, and you're thinking, okay, Dan Campbell, that era's done. Uh, hottest team in the league the last month or so. Yeah. Four, four, four wins in their last five appearances. Their one loss came against the Bills on Thanksgiving, and they probably should have won that game. Um, so this is, you know, this is not a walkover game for the Vikings. I don't think they're approaching it as such. I think they understand how dangerous Detroit is. Detroit almost beat them earlier in week three, and they weren't even a very good football team at that point. So it's something the Vikings aren't taking lightly, but I think the opportunity to win the North is something Coach Kevin O'Connell has, has preached and has hammered home this week. You don't get a lot of opportunities to do that. Um, in a road building to, to lock up a division with a month to play. So I expect them to come out hot, motivated. Um, we'll just see. I mean, that Detroit offense, as crazy as it sounds, is pretty potent. We've oh, been used yeah. to kind of the, the Lions falling by the wayside, being irrelevant by December. Um, meaningful football in Detroit is being played in December. Um, and I think that the, you know, the Lions are going to kind of rise to that occasion. Um, we'll see. We'll see if the Vikings do too. Yeah, they, they can run the football. They got weapons on the outside. And hey, Jared Goff, he he's not terrible. The the, the Jared Goff's one of the better quarterbacks the Vikings have had to deal with this season. They've they've certainly got some breaks on mm-hmm. opposing quarterbacks and and on the injury front. Hey, Dane, it's always great. Uh, thanks for the time. Yep, anytime, Steve. All right, there he is, Dane Tani. Uh, covers the Wild, uh, spends time on the Viking beat as well for the Pioneer Press online, TwinCities.com. We will take a break. We'll have an update on the weather. Uh, the weather, the remainder of the weekend, pretty quiet, but a big storm looming for the upper Midwest. Uh, snow, big-time snow out of the west and to the north of the Twin Cities. It looks like a rain and snow mix here. We'll have that for you in a moment. A news talk, E3OWCCO. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. In Philly, second overtime, Army-Navy tied at 17. Golden Gopher women complete the sweep, this time at St. Cloud State. 9-0 the final. They outscore the Huskies by a wide margin uh, this weekend in women's hockey into the holiday break. Um, Shut them out Friday night and then uh, shut them out again today, 9-0. I think in the first game of the series, it was 6-0, if memory serves. Yeah, it was. 6-0 and 9-0. Uh, Golden Gopher women's hockey off until early January. Golden Gopher men tonight at 3M Arena at Mariucci. They look for the sweep against Wisconsin. Gophers won big 7-1 last night. We already mentioned Wild are out in Vancouver tonight. Timberwolves in Portland tonight. Our pregame at 8.30 with Cal Soderquist. And then Alan Horton with all the play-by-play from Portland tonight after 9 o'clock. And, hey, Cal joined us on the line right now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Cal Soderquist, how are you doing? Doing well, Steve. Happy to be with you. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us as always, Cal. And uh, we, we get a tease of what's coming up on the pregame show tonight. But uh, the Timberwolves have won a couple of games here uh, without Carl Anthony Towns. Once again, no timetable for Cats' return from that calf strain. But uh, the Timberwolves have maybe found a way forward. They're getting good play out of Rudy Gobert. They're getting good play out of Anthony Edwards. And a spectacular performance by D'Angelo Russell last night in Salt Lake to get the W. Yeah, each of, each of the last two fourth quarters, Devo has, has basically decided to throw the team on his back and, and carry them across the finish line. He had 20 of his 30 um, in the fourth quarter last night. He, in the first five minutes of that fourth quarter alone, he, he knocked down four or four triples, and it just kind of silenced the arena in Utah. The, those fans, you know, they, they kind of felt like they were back in the ball game after the Wolves had led by 15, and then, uh, 15 at the half, and then watch that lead shrink to just three going into the fourth. So Delo kind of regained momentum for Minnesota. He had he had 15 of his 28 uh, back in Wednesday's win at home against the Pacers, and he can do that. We've seen him do that for stretches. You know, uh, his head coach Chris Finch mentioned uh, last night after the victory that you know Delo did it in the first quarter of a win at Cleveland earlier this season, and. He's just he's one of those point guards that has no problem uh, deferring to his teammates and, and making sure to play make and get other guys involved. But if he sees, you know, defenses leaving something open for him, he has no hesitation, uh, especially in terms of letting that three ball fly. So the Wolves have needed it with, like you mentioned, you know, with Cat sideline for basically the last two weeks. You know, he got injured uh, two Mondays ago in D.C. Um, so coming up two weeks now, this coming Monday, and yeah, no no official timetable. Many have guessed four to six weeks. So they'll have to, you know, everyone that's played well over these last back to back wins, they'll have to continue to thrive in those roles with Cat out. Yeah, and I, I said it before the season. I, I sit in for 
Henry Lake on, on Timberwolves tonight on selected games when H has the night off. And, and I've always said about D'Angelo Russell is if he's playing well, the Timberwolves have an outstanding chance to win. And if D'Lo is, is struggling or not engaged, it's going to be a tough night for the Timberwolves. I really think, you know, with, with, with Gobert and we, we know what Cat brings to the table and what Ant brings to the table, but uh, D'Lo is a big, big deal. When he's going well, the Timberwolves are in really good shape. You're right, and I think, you know, whether it's, you know, fair or unfair, I think you and I have even talked about before how a lot of times the point guard on a team is kind of the lightning rod, and if stuff goes wrong, a lot of people are probably going to point fingers at the point guard, and obviously they're so involved, um, especially in what you do offensively, and oftentimes they're the tip of the spear defensively um, in terms of schemes and all that stuff. And, and yeah, D'Lo, you know, he, he admitted that, he had a really rough start to this season shooting the basketball. Um, there was some some stuff on film defensively that made him look really bad as well in, in terms of his efforts and, you know, getting beat back door and, and some of that stuff when, when he's off the ball. Um, so I, I think he, you know, I don't know if he had like a look in the mirror or a conversation with his coaches or teammates, but um, yeah, he's, he really has been aggressive and kind of taken the bull by the horns, especially these last two. Um, and you're right, you know, as he goes, there aren't often games where he has a really good game, either, you know, shooting the basketball efficiently or the high assist numbers and the team still struggles. If his numbers are good, more more often than not, uh, the Wolves have had a, had a good game or at least had a good chance to get a win in that game. Yeah, so hopefully the Timberwolves keep it going tonight. They'll take on the Portland Trail Blazers, another 13-12 and 12 club tonight. Uh, we got to go back to that game, though. Rudy Gobert uh, re- returns to Salt Lake, and and uh, Gobert has picked it up uh, for sure. He has. I think you know you could go back to a-, a week ago when the Wolves were at home hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Rudy and, and Thunder forward Kenrich Williams kind of got got tangled up underneath the hoop. Um, some extra curriculars, if you will, with with Rudy kind of sticking the leg out and and trying to trip the the thunder player and he was tossed for that a flagrant too and and i think he was pretty remorseful and apologetic when he met the media next a couple days later at a practice and really since then he's looked kind of like a i don't know if you'd say refocused or um you know kind of redetermined to continue to build that chemistry with his teammates certainly maybe some things have gotten temporarily easier for him with now that now that he's not sharing the floor with another seven footer, and he kind of you know it's, it's no slight on Carl Anthony Towns at all. Rudy can just kind of default to a role that he's he's been used to for his first nine NBA seasons, where he's kind of the lone big man out there. Um, especially defensively, he's looked really comfortable, and yeah, he just let the game come to him. Um, you wondered kind of where his head would be. Certainly, an emotional night being back in that building. Last night in Utah, he got a great reception from fans. There was a video tribute pre-tip off, but then he just went about his business. You know, the Wolves basically, they designed a play for him right out of the gate to, I, I think, kind of maybe help him shake off some of those butterflies. Um, and, yeah, he, he cleaned up on the glass. The Wolves needed it. Uh, he, he made some huge plays, and Wednesday's went over the Pacers as well with, with two big go-ahead free throws with under a minute to play and then that game-sealing block. So he's just in these two games, you know, the, the return to Utah will get a lot of headlines, but he gave us a great snapshot of all the different ways 
um, that he can help your team in that pacer win as well. So he's done a little bit of everything in those two victories. And I like what head coach Chris Finch said after Wednesday's win, that sometimes Rudy does little things that, that impact winning, and you have to look really hard to find those. And other times the, the plays are quite obvious, like that game ceiling block or, or like some of those putback slams and other things. But either way, he's usually having a big impact on, on victories. Well, Cal, uh, late night for you tonight. Thanks for the time now. Pre-game show at 830. Yeah, we've got the coffee ready to go. Hopefully everyone else does or whatever beverage and uh, strap in for hopefully a third straight Wolves win. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Cal, thank you. Thank you, Steve. Anytime. Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves Radio Network, pregame 830, tip just after 9, Alan Horton with all the play-by-play here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Been a great show today. Uh, big thanks to Doug Swinhart, Tech Talk, between 2 and 3. Of course, our producer, Jonathan Lowell, and all our guests joining us this afternoon on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Um, we, and of course, thanks to you uh, for tuning in. Uh, we opened up our City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, talked about what to do with all that money in the state budget surplus. A lot of great feedback there as well on the text line. Uh, it is over in Philly, and uh, Army beat Navy 20-17 to in two overtimes. Uh, quite a finish there in Philadelphia. Uh, Timberwolves later on on the radio. Our pregame show once again begins at 8.30 with Cal Soderquist, Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. Sports coverage continues tomorrow uh, with the huddle. Uh, between 10 and noon, Pete and Dave, with all of that for you, here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Otherwise, tonight, uh, patchy fog, uh, maybe some drizzle. Roads could be slick. Take care. Low near 26 tomorrow, 33. Cloudy and 35 on Monday, and then that big storm moves in uh, late Monday night into Tuesday. Thanks again for joining us here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.